Well, good morning and welcome to Milford Baptist Church. We give an extra specially warm welcome to any visitors here for the first time. Today's reflective service theme is when you believe in God but won't forgive. But first, can I ask Ian Forsyth up here to, talk, to pray for Jackie? As well as praying for Jackie in a moment, I'd just like to uh, give a few notices out. Uh, just to say that um, Karen from the um, Gollubing Food Bank has said thank you so much for your uh, generous uh, food uh, gifts that we, that we brought in for the harvest. So Karen says thank you much indeed for all your generosity. That's absolutely superb. Um, also, I'd like to say thank you to all those who organised uh, the safeguarding yesterday. Uh, it was a great event. Thank you very, very much. Also... Just to let you know that I met with uh, Clive Potter uh, this week and they also have a display at St John's which is open during the week. Uh, so if you'd like to go and see a display uh, of people who uh, served in the First World War, um, they too, like Ed has done for us in putting on a display which you can see after the service, um, you can actually go and see hours after the service. So if you haven't seen it already, please just have a look I think you can send through details on the um, new sheet yesterday. So if you'd like to go and uh, look at uh, St John's uh, during the week, it'll be open between 9 and 4 o'clock in the church. <coughs> Next week's service will be here at uh, 9.30, um, and we've got uh, Peter Herring and Ed who will be uh, sharing uh, their experiences. I'll be leading the service, uh, but... I've been asked to speak at St John's uh, by Clive next week as well. Um, lots of things happen in the church which we can praise God for, but sometimes there are times in the church where we need to reach out to people. And I think this morning, I think it will be significant for us to pray for Jackie Brazier. And I would like us to, to do that in a very specific way. I've just been reading through Psalm 23 this morning, and it reads, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, and your, and your rod and your staff comfort me. And I believe this morning that Jackie and her family and John need our prayers. And I think it's significant that we are together, like a New Testament church, Acts 2, 42 to 47, where they gathered together and they prayed. And I'm just going to uh, simply say to you this morning, I'm going to invite you to send up your own personal prayers this morning in silence. Because I believe that we have a God who, who hears all our prayers wherever we are. And I just want to encourage Jackie at this moment in time with the tragic loss and the death of her uh, sister Susan last Sunday um, it leaves she said to me in the week Ian it leaves a hole it leaves a hole and I think we just need to pray for our friends who know Jackie and who are supporting the family at this time so just for a few moments I just would like us just to have a, a sense of quietness and of prayer and reverence and to reach out in prayer with all our love this morning in silence 
so that we can say to Jackie that we have prayed as a church for her and I'll just end in a few moments in a few moments time let us just pray Father, we thank you that you're a God who hears every single prayer this morning. Father God, there are times in our church life where we cry out to you for our brothers and sisters. And Lord God, as we've prayed this morning with broken hearts and love and care for Jackie and for John and the family, Lord, there are maybe folks here this morning who are struggling to pray, Lord. Father God, we just ask, Lord God, that you would hear our prayers at this time for Jackie. Lord, we ask for your healing, for your comfort, and for your presence to be with her at this time. Father God, we thank you for a God who hears every single prayer, both spoken and unspoken. Father, we reach out to you this morning and the days and the weeks and the months and the years ahead. Lord, may she know that today, Lord, we have met together and we have prayed for her in this place. Father God, we just thank you for Jackie and her family and ask, Lord God, that you would continue to bind up the brokenhearted. Father, we just ask this in and through the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Are there any other notices? Okay, let's stand and sing. You're the God, word of God the Father.
This morning, I'm talking to all those who've been rejected, used, abused, lied to, let down, ignored, laughed at, belittled, stolen from, and how you may or may not forgive. When you believe in God but won't forgive is the subject I'll be exploring this morning. I'll also highlight some thought-provoking health benefits. My aim is to look at forgiveness and the release from inner torment by that action. It may give you a refreshed view that will help to support your decision to forgive. Then I'll end with what could arguably be the starting point, that be forgiving yourself. There are thousands of actions against us that call for forgiveness. Sometimes it's easy because there's only a little hurt that's caused. But some things just seem so huge. Bigger than our human capacity allows. Criminal offences are of course dealt with in the courts of law. The Poppy Day Massacre took place on the 8th of November in 1987 in Inniskil in Northern Ireland. An IRA bomb exploded near the town's war memorial during a Remembrance Sunday ceremony, which is being held to commemorate British military war dead. Ten civilians and a police officer were killed, many of them elderly, plus 63 were injured. The IRA said it had made a mistake and that its target had been the British soldiers parading to the memorial. A peace campaigner, Gordon Wilson, whose daughter Marie died in the blast and who was himself injured, told the press a day later, I bear no ill will, I bear no grudge. Dirty sort of talk is not going to bring her back to life. She was a great wee lassie. She loved her profession. She's dead. She's in heaven and we shall meet again. I will pray for these men tonight and every night. His calls for forgiveness and reconciliation came to be called the spirit of inner skilling. He died in 1995, so he never witnessed over 10 years after the, after the bomb attack the Good Friday Agreement, signed on Good Friday, in Belfast on the 10th of April 1998. Gordon Wilson's attitude shocked and bemused many, but it is also said to have been a major motivation towards working for peace. I'm not sure if my first thoughts after my child had been murdered would be to forgive, let alone pray for them. 
This man seemed to know almost immediately that any emotional energy wasted on hate could only take away from emotional energy he needed to grieve his daughter. Plus, it could well lessen his steadfast, so certain hope that he was on his way to heaven, heaven where he knew his daughter was. Why would he want to weigh down his already heavy load by having his thoughts filled with hate and resentment? I believe he focused his eyes on heaven and resolved to tread the best path towards it. Was his ability to forgive a natural character trait or a practice behaviour that he had learned through the teachings of our Lord in the Bible? It wasn't a response to the IRA saying they'd made a mistake. He surrendered to Jesus. He walked the walk and he talked the talk. It takes a strong person to forgive. He found that strength in and through Jesus. Another report. In December 2017, Andrew McKenna was killed by Abigail Andrews, deliberately ploughed her Nissan Duke into the path of his car, fatally injuring Andy and seriously injuring his two passengers. His family made this statement to the press. She, Abigail, has robbed us of a loving and much-loved husband, father, grandfather, brother and friend and caused serious, long-lasting physical injuries and mental trauma to Andy's passengers, Chris and Wayne, who were still coming to terms with what happened that night. In the almost 18 months between the fatal collision and coming to trial, she has not once shown a shred of remorse for her actions, not once. She thinks only of herself and has continued to drive, ride and party as if nothing happened. For that, we cannot forgive her. I feel their pain. And while I can totally understand this response, in my heart I know it's wrong. I can but imagine the torment and grief that his family suffers, probably on a daily basis. It's not just missing the killed man, Andrew, wanting him back, wanting him to be alive. I feel they want Abigail to be in torment too, like them. Without even being involved, I feel the need for her to express remorse, at least. The reality is that Abigail showing no remorse could, poss could possibly indicate she has no idea or simply didn't care of the ill will held against her. Perhaps she had no concept of forgiving or forgiveness. Jesus was put on trial unfairly. He was wrongly accused. He was flogged. He was mocked. He was killed. As he was nailed to the cross, Jesus called to his Father in heaven. In Luke 23, 34, I'm not sure we've got the same mark, but I'll read that. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. We know these details. We know it had to happen to fulfill the scriptures. If we really claim to be followers of Jesus, we need to know and admit we put him on that cross. At that very point, Jesus petitioned for us to God the Father. That was his last radical lesson by example in his flesh and blood form. Let's be clear. 
He didn't have to say those words out loud for God to hear him. He said them out loud for us to hear. Are we hearing him? Can we claim not to know this and therefore excuse ourselves from forgiving others? I think not. The Lord's Prayer was taught to the disciples in Matthew 6, 9-13 and in Luke 11:4. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. No exceptions, no excuses, no waivers, nothing is a decent reason not to forgive. We pray those words regularly, let's be sure to be obedient. You see, when Jesus was on that cross, there's no account of the masses asking him or God to forgive them. He knew they were rejecting him as God's son. For that action, they needed forgiveness. He asked his father to forgive. My God is perfect in every way. So to imagine that God has somehow forgotten in that forgiveness that his son, Jesus, was killed by men nailing him to the cross is something I personally struggle with. In the same way, I struggle with imagining God has forgotten my sin. God is perfect after all. However, when I replace forgotten with remembers no more, I can be truly thankful and amazed at his mercy and grace. Recollect or recollect is something that just doesn't happen with a sin forgiven. The price has been paid once and for all. There's no need for your sin from the past to direct your future. Let's stand and sing. Make me a channel of your peace.
definitions for you. Forgive. One, stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offence, flaw or mistake. Two, no longer feel angry about or wish to punish an offence, flaw or mistake. Three, cancel a debt. Forgiveness. One, the intentional and voluntary process by which a victim undergoes a change in feelings an attitude regarding an offence. Two, let's go of negative emotions such as vengefulness. Three, forswears compensation from or punishment of the offender, however legally or morally justified it might be, and with an increased ability to wish the offender well. Forget, fail to remember. Two, inadvertently neglect to do, bring or mention something. Three, to lose remembrance of. Four, to unintentionally not do. And lastly, remember. One, have in or be able to bring to one's mind an awareness of someone or something from the past. Two, to retain in the memory. I forget and remember loads of things, good and bad. Memory joggers can bring them to the forefront of my thinking. So when we look at choice or choosing, it's an active employment. So what I'm suggesting is I, we, have to actively choose to no longer remember wrongs against us or our loved ones. It takes practice and keeping hold of the absolute knowledge that Jesus loves me and forgives me. To understand, believe and accept God's gift of forgiveness and not respond in a likewise fashion blasts faith and hope out of the water. Also, this is worth taking into consideration as we clock daily our 10,000 steps eat our five fruit and veg, drink two litres of water, cut down on salt, fat, sugar, bread, nicotine and alcohol. Evidence is mounting that holding on to painful memories and bitterness results in long-term health problems. Forgiveness, on the other hand, offers numerous benefits. And these benefits were listed in wisdomtimes.com and various other health and wellbeing websites. There's nine of them. One, lower blood sugar, pressure, sorry, lower blood pressure. When we no longer feel anxiety or anger because of past grievances, our heart rate evens out and our blood pressure drops. Two, stress reduction. Forgiveness eases stress because we no longer recycle thoughts, both consciously and subconsciously. Three, less hostility. By its very nature, forgiveness asks us to let go of hostility towards ourselves and others. 
spontaneous hostile behaviour goes down as our commitment to forgiveness goes up. Four, better anger management skills. With fewer and fewer burdens from the past weighing us down, we can have more self-control when we do get angry. Five, lower heart rate. Forgiveness relaxes our hearts because we've let our pain ease out of our system as an offering to God. Our hearts can calm down and our heart rate decreases as a result. Six, fewer depression symptoms. Depression is debilitating and can lead to suicide. On the other hand, forgiveness gives us healing and grace and can replace depression with a sense of purpose and compassion. Seven, more friends. When we're no longer holding grudges, we can get a lot closer to friends and family. Old relationships have a chance to change and grow. New relationships can enter, all because we've made room for them with forgiveness. Eight, healthier relationships. When we make forgiveness a regular part of our spiritual practice, we start to notice that all our relationships with partners, co-workers, bosses, neighbours, etc. begin to blossom. There's far less drama to deal with, and that's a huge bonus in life. Nine, fewer anxiety symptoms. Almost everyone needs to forgive him or herself as well as others. Anxiety often arises when we fear that we've done something wrong. Our guilty conscience causes anxiety at a deep level. Forgiveness helps us to love ourselves deeply, relieving us of inner pain. As we stand to sing, the, the collection tins for the children we support will go round. Can I have people that might take the tins round, please? Thank you.
eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. To see you prayers of intercession now. So let's pray. Dear Lord, our loving Heavenly Father, we pray for the world's Christian churches that as we come together in worship, you, may experience, they, you and we may experience your love and compassion. We pray for people around the world to be saved in the name of Jesus, that your word is taught and heard. Persecuted Christians around the globe are subjected to torture and even death. We pray for those who risk their freedom, their safety, their lives when they proclaim the gospel in countries that are hostile towards Jesus. They are confident in your truth and we pray for them that they might be strengthened by your love and be comforted by your presence. Thank you, Lord, for our freedom to celebrate you with no fear. We bring before you world leaders and heads of state. May your influence be in every situation. May your righteousness be known and felt by even the most hardened of heart. Suffering and deprived people the world over call out for rescue and relief. Rescue them, Lord. Go to them via the hands that serve you. May we be willing serving hands wherever we're called. Lord, we do pray for peace even though it seems impossible for us to imagine in some places. But you are a surprising God. You can do the unexpected and work, work in even the most adverse situations. 
This village, this fellowship, Milford, has many families, all know illness and bereavement. Guide us to people in need of comfort and support. We lift Jackie and her family again to you now and all those grieving. Prompt and inspire us to reach out to those in need. Help us to spread the good news of Jesus. We pray for next week's memorial service as we honour the many people that fought and died for our freedom. Let the services and acknowledgements be a signpost to those maybe still grieving that hope is in you, Lord. They too can find peace in your loving embrace. Lastly, Lord, we pray for ourselves that you abide in us, you steer us, and yet you serve us. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So why is it sometimes so hard to forgive? When we've been hurt emotionally, it may seem even more painful to, give, to forgive, heaping up the pain. The title in this series says, But Won't Forgive. Won't suggests it's a conscious decision. If it is, then it would be unfair to expect to be on the receiving end of it therefore negating all forgiveness. Let's bear in mind that hurt can leave a mark or a scar even when we've forgiven someone. In the same way, hurt we've caused may also leave a mark. Let's think on this. Why can't we forgive ourselves? Could it be connected with our reluctance to let go of hurts against us because of the scars we bear? Why do we sometimes dwell on or recall our own past sins? Forgiven sins, remembered no more. I find it very annoying when I realise I've made a mistake or, or unwittingly caused offence. It's embarrassing. Worse still is not knowing whether I've made a mistake or offended. Jesus knows we don't know what we're doing half the time. We're human, we fall foot short. He also knows we love him. On the cross, he chose to request God the Father to forgive us. He did, and much more than that, in Isaiah 53, 5, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. We're healed, made whole. When we take, truly take on Jesus' death on the cross and ask for forgiveness, we get healed, we get forgiven. Accept it because that's the package. I have to ask myself this question quite regularly. Who do I think I am if I don't feel the need or compulsion to forgive myself, yet ask God to forgive me? The heavy burden of refusing to forgive myself is doubled by the leaden weight of guilt and shame. Ah, guilt! The devil's favourite last defence against the glorious healing love of God. 
Am I going to let that work? I say no and I appeal to you all to say no too. Work at it. Have confidence in the love that Jesus has for us. Guilt-free, shame-free. It's a proposal to consider before you even decide to forgive. Surrender. Surrender. It's not an emotion, it's an action. Surrender to God's authority, his supremacy. Choose to remember that after Pentecost, the dwelling place of God became his people, us, this fellowship, this union. Don't fall into the trap of saying, I love them with the love of the Lord. It holds that hint that you're leaving it to God so you don't have to. God is in us and part of us. We're a new creation every day. We don't become a nearly new creation just because we've got old. Don't let past failures stop you in your tracks. It's never too late to begin again. Hold fast in your faith. Let Jesus refresh you every day. Jason Stonia spoke last week about making the world a better place by being salt. Let's be signposts towards Jesus every day by being a shining, bright light. In Matthew 5, 16, it says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Gordon Wilson forgave the IRA for his own spiritual health. How could he have known the impact that action would have on a great number of people? In the same way, our actions, including forgiving others, might impact one person or many towards the glorification of our Father in heaven. Be confident. Be faithful. Be guilt-free because of Jesus. Be yourself, the being crafted by God when we were still in the womb. Wonderful, precious, unique, loved and forgiven. Amen. So we're going to sing the two final songs. The first song is Unforgiven. Surprise. Lord, every time I realize I'm forgiven, I'm forgiven. Jesus, Lord, you've done it all. You've paid the price. I'm forgiven, I'm forgiven. Hallelujah, Lord, my heart just fills with praise. My feet start dancing and my hands raise up and my feet say, bless your name. I'm forgiven, I'm forgiven, I'm forgiven. 
praise for today and a hope to come. I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. Hallelujah, Lord, my heart just fills with praise. My feet start dancing and my hands rise up and my lips they bless your name. I'm forgiven, I'm forgiven, I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven, I'm forgiven. Never 
To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father. Go forth into the world in peace, be of good courage, hold fast that which is good, render no one evil for evil, strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honour everyone. Love and serve the Lord. To him be glory and power forever, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.